You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Watch your Dan Patrick. Well, good news, he goes everywhere with you. If you miss the show, you can podcast it. If you want to see the show, just go to Peacock and we stream it live every weekday. Watch past episodes too. The Dan Patrick Show, available anywhere you are, any way you want it. Dan Patrick. Champagne will be flowing. Happy New Year, Dan Patrick fans. Happy <laughs> New Year. 2022 has arrived. At 1.56 a.m., I got a Happy New Year text from Todd Fritz. <laughs> Fritzy, what are you doing? We're on to a new sexy Dan Patrick calendar now. Uh, I just saw the calendar, Dan. Yeah, still got it. (laughs) A new collection of provocative photos and a blank slate of possibilities. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. How many days can you say Happy New Year? Is today it? Obviously on New Year's Day you can say it, and then that's it. Or is it the end of the week and then we're done? This is Dan Patrick. Ah, uh, welcome to the program. Feels a little lighter, a little leaner. Every day's the Super Bowl, though. Here we go. <laughs> Happy New Year. Seton, Pauly, Fritzy, and yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show. Yes, Pauly? After what I ate the past 10 days, oh. I don't know if anything's leaner around uh. here. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you guys. Uh, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like, your chance to weigh in in a variety of ways. You can dial us up, you can email, you can tweet, you can do all the above if you like. Poll question forthcoming, play of the day, and of course, stats of the day as well. We'll check in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Seems like they're making some headlines here and has nothing to do with what they did on the field. Paul Feinbaum, the voice of the SEC a little bit later on. The former NFL quarterback Carson Palmer a little bit later on as well. Over the years, we've become used to Patrick Mahomes shredding apart teams in January. But on Sunday, it was another AFC quarterback who blew everyone away with his incredible production. Joe Burrow is for real. And I was not one of those in his corner after his junior year at LSU because I thought, okay, he seems like he's a decent quarterback. Then he had maybe the greatest season in college football history, leading LSU to a national title, a Heisman Trophy, and he goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, starts out promising, gets hurt, and then you wonder, is he a franchise quarterback? Because yes, we have to make that decision after one year, but man, is he finishing strong. And the Bengals are for real. That's a team that I don't think anybody had winning this division. Because if you started to handicap this, you'd look at, well, the Browns might be going to the Super Bowl. The Ravens, they got a former MVP. And then you got the Steelers and maybe the last stand for Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, by the way, the cuddly Bengals are in there as well. Maybe they play the role of spoiler. He threw for 446, four touchdowns, and a big win over Patrick Mahomes. Burrow has thrown for just under 1,000 yards in his last two games. Now, he's got a weapon in Jamar Chase. He broke the rookie receiving record this weekend. T. Higgins has become a tough matchup as well. And Sunday's win gives the Bengals the AFC's number three seed. I don't know if they're making noise in the playoffs. I just know they've made noise so far. And the noise you used to hear was the Bengals were the bungles. Not anymore, because Joe Burrow 
is just beginning what should be a great run in Cincinnati. And he spoke to the media after the win against Kansas City. Uh, Jamar, I think, said that he knows and you know that when you're feeling pressure, just throw the ball down and he knows who to go to. Yeah, I said, it, I said it in the post game on the field. Everyone knows that mean. You know, F it. Jamar's down there somewhere. I'm going to just throw it up to him. He's going to make a play. All right. I like that they went for it on fourth down. Now, we could be talking about something different today, and that is the result here. Joe Burrow got banged up, had to go to the sidelines. Now, seems to be okay, but keep in mind – you know, missing the second half of the season with the knee injury, knee surgery last year. But they go for it on fourth down. I like when my team or teams go for it on fourth down. But this is certainly a trend right now. And you're seeing this with younger coaches, that they have the analytics, the philosophy. But if you have confidence in your team, then go for it. But I don't think you should go for it just because, hey, you know, the analytics say... Who am I playing against? Who's the other quarterback? Like, those are the things where I'm watching the Jets yesterday and I'm going, okay, they're going for it on fourth down. Okay, they're going for it for fourth down because they want to keep the ball out of Brady's hands. Or they want to make sure they score a touchdown so Brady is not going to hurt them. And the same with Patrick Mahomes. If I go for it on fourth down, I'm going for it because I don't want that guy to get the chance to beat me. I understand the philosophy there. You know, it's like if if the Packers needed to go for it on fourth down last night, knowing that they didn't have to deal with Kirk Cousins. uh, Yeah, I understand that. Or even if you have to deal with Kirk Cousins, you're probably going, all right, we'll take our chances here. Certain quarterbacks, certain teams, you'll take the chance. The Jets going for it? Well, I didn't have a problem with it. I did have a problem with the play where I got Zach Wilson carrying the football there because... I know I got Tom Brady. If you don't make it, then you have to deal with Tom Brady. So Tom Brady, 90-plus yards. He doesn't have Antonio Brown. They haven't played well. And here's Brady with no timeouts going against a quote-unquote defensive genius in Robert Sala, the Jets head coach. You know, I was surprised there were people who were surprised that Brady did do it. So it's like 90-plus yards, no, no timeouts, and you're going, I don't know, Brady going to dink and dunk. Well, he did until you forgot. Like, you let a receiver get behind you. And I always go back to this. Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator with the 49ers in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. The one guy you can't let get behind your defense was Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill got behind the defense, and that proved to be the biggest play that in that Super Bowl. And then you have this moment. Now, granted, it's the Jets against Tom Brady, but sort of, you know, emblematic of the Jets being the Jets and Tom Brady being Tom Brady. I can't let anybody get behind me. The only way I can lose is he's going to score a touchdown. That's it. And it's a fifth-string wide receiver who was in because Antonio Brown went AWOL. And you still found a way to do it. Now, I think the Buccaneers are flawed this year, greatly flawed this year. I don't think that's a I, – I think it's a good team. I don't think it's a great team. But Brady doing what Brady does. And that is, you're going to go for it on fourth down. You're going to have your rookie quarterback run a play, and you're two yards out. By the way, Robert Sala said, wait, I'll go for it one yard away. No, you were two yards away, and you screwed up the play. Other than that – 
okay, you, you make the mistake with not even getting the right play call, and you didn't even, you know, protect the end zone with Tom Brady. Other than that, great job in the last minute and a half. And the Jets were the better team yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. They were. They were better than the Buccaneers. They, they, you, oh, you're, st- you're still saying that. Yes. They yeah. were better than the Buccaneers yesterday. They ran the football. You know, Brady, of course, was Brady. But still, you, you should have won that game. Let's put it that way. This program, award-nominated, never award-winning, is brought to you by Impeller, your investment portfolio opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller is a new online tool uh, that connects investors with innovative projects on the island. Now available, Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash Impeller. All right. We got a poll question. Paulie, are you going to handle the poll question uh, duties here now that we've uh, we've lost McLovin? I'm going to try out for the gig today. It's like a one-day job. Mm. You know, I'm a temp. Okay. Okay, here's one. If you don't have a team in the playoffs, I'm a Bears fan. They're not making the playoffs, obviously. So do you pick a team to root for? Which team, if you don't have a team, is the most rootable going into the playoffs? The Bengals, the Bills, the Cardinals, other. The Bengals haven't been in the Super Bowl a long, long time, usually down. Fun team. Bills? It's been a long, long time. Likeable fan base. Cardinals, same deal. They've been to the Super Bowl. They haven't won it. Who's the most rootable if you don't have a team? I'd have to look at who will will get in. Like, if the Chargers get in, then I would root for the Chargers. But I might root for the Raiders as well with everything that they've gone through. Being a Cincinnati native, I'm supposed to say the Bengals. And I do like what I see. I love watching Burrow. He reminds me. Here's the here's the uh, movie character. Character. You guys want to guess the movie character that Joe Burrow reminds me of? Todd, you're very limited when it comes to pop culture. No, I just think he looks like the Home Alone kid that I always think of that. Macaulay Culkin. Okay. From Home Alone yes. or now? Not now. Oh. Back in the, he looks like the little kid when he smacks his. His hands to his cheeks on Home Alone. Okay. I just see that every time I see Joe Burrow. Okay. All right. So the uh, the movie character whose look and personality reminds me of Joe Burrow. Seton O'Connor. We'll go with Jimmy Chitwood from Jimmy Hoosiers. Jimmy Chitwood. Oh, okay. Wrong sport, but right vibe. Okay. I could see the look. Didn't have the swag that Joe Burrow has. Even though he said, I'll make it. Yeah, he kind of had that quiet confidence, yeah. that quiet swagger. Like, I don't need to do all this big stuff. I got this. But I think Joe has a little bit of that over-the-top swag here. A little more, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paulie? I don't think I'm going to be right here, but based off looks and hair, Jonathan Moxon played by James Vanderbeek very well in Varsity Blues, Dan. <laughs> no. I just wanted to mention that. He doesn't want your life. I don't want your life. Solid guess. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. In swingers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Has the same build, same look. Chain wallet. Yeah. And he has that swag that he is, he's got it all under control. Vince Vaughn, swingers, Joe Burrow. With a better arm than Vince Vaughn. And probably more mobility than Vince Vaughn. And Vince Vaughn was in Rudy as a uh, wide receiver, I believe. No, the defense, Jamie O'Hara. Remember what they said he about He just didn't have a, the heart of Rudiger. He yeah. would have been All-American oh, by now would've. if he did. Number 44, <laughs> Jamie O'Hara. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at patrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. By the way, 
you have a chance to do it again. You probably didn't know that you did it the first time. But if uh, you don't remember, we are giving away our own tricked-out Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van so you can win it. It's the DP Show's ultimate camping rig sweepstakes. To enter, get the rules, visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com by February 2nd, and it's beautiful. And it's simple. You just sign up. Go to danpatrick.com, Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 by Storyteller Overland. It's the ultimate getaway vehicle for people seeking an inadventurous life. Uh, Mercedes-Benz, find out how far the extra mile goes. And uh, we're thrilled to be part of the sweepstakes once again this year. We had a couple hundred thousand people who entered last year for the sweepstakes. And what we're doing is, guess who is going to deliver the van to you. Seton O'Connor is going to. Yes. Nice. Yes. yes. Seton O'Connor is going to drive. Well, he's going to be a passenger in the van. Right. Going to Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. And that's where we're going to be giving away this, the uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. From Milford to Los Angeles. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. You get, what, six days to go from Connecticut to Los Angeles? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to do like a uh, Saturday to Saturday situation. So maybe seven days, okay. give or take. And Seton's going to stop in different cities around the country and mm-hmm. some of our favorite markets, some of our favorite cities where the DP show is. And we'll tell you more details about that. Coming up. Yes, Paul. Tour shirts? Are there going to be tour shirts like Seton O'Connor 2022? Dude, yes. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, So I didn't really answer your question there of if I don't have a team most rootable. The Bengals, you know, the Bengals gave us two of the most competitive Super Bowls of all time and losing to Joe Montana both times. I don't know if they're going to get to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't expect them to, but I do think it's fun to watch. You know, when you have quarterback wide receiver and you see that in the beginning, the, you know, the embryonic stages of their careers, that's what's wonderful. Because there was talk that Cincinnati was going to take an offensive lineman, Penny Sewell. They were going to take him. And a lot of people thought because Joe got injured and you wanted to make sure that you were going to protect your quarterback. And they were taking Jamar Chase, who didn't even play last year. And they have been... I mean, that's dynamic. It really is. That was a fun game to watch. A few other games to talk about, but we'll dive into what happened with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got a win, but it certainly feels feels like it's a loss. We'll check in with them about Antonio Brown. What was at the root of all of this? And is Antonio Brown done? We'll take a break. It's coming up on 15 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. 
Cutting Edge Tech, five-star sales service financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything go the extra mile. Taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Before we check in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, here is Tom Brady yesterday after the game talking about Antonio Brown. How disappointed are you? Uh, Bruce Arians said he's no longer a Buck. Yeah, I mean, that's um, obviously a, a difficult situation. And, um, you know, I think we all want, you know, him to, to you know, just think everybody should find, you know, hopefully do what they can to help him in ways that, you know, he really needs it. And, um, you know, we all love him. We care about him deeply. You know, we want to see him be at his best. And, you know, unfortunately, it won't be with our team. But we have a lot of friendships that, that will last. And, again, I think the most important thing about football are the relationships with their, your friends and your teammates, and they go beyond the field. And I think everyone should, should be very compassionate and empathetic toward um, some very difficult things that are happening. And here's what Bruce Arians had to say. This is all he had to say about Antonio Brown. We want to talk about that last drive, but I have to start with, uh, can you tell us, what happened to Antonio Brown? Did he quit? I've never seen a guy leave a field like that, and is this the last strike for him? He is no longer a buck. All right, that's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game. Let's bring in Greg Allman. He covers the Buccaneers for The Athletic, and uh, he joins us on the program. Greg, thanks for joining us. What led up to this moment with Antonio Brown? Yeah, it, it's kind of hard. There's a, a little bit of a he said, she said in terms of whether uh, whether Bruce Arians – told him he was done for the day or, or asked him to leave. Um, it's one of those where AB's been dealing with an ankle injury for some time. Um, my understanding of things is that they asked AB to go back in the game and he said he couldn't because of his ankle. And Bruce told him, well, if you're, if you're not going in now, you're done for the day. And that set him off. And that's what set him to pull his jersey off and his shirt off and run through the end zone to the tunnel and, and out, of the, out of the bucks, if not out of the league. What was his injury status going into the game? Yeah, he had, he had tweaked his ankle midweek, didn't practice after Wednesday. So it was kind of a question mark whether he'd go or not. Uh, but he looked fine before the game, um, had a nice catch, had a 21-yard catch earlier in the game. Um, seemed fine. It didn't seem like something to be an issue. Obviously, you can aggravate things pretty easily during a game, but was kind of getting his normal usage, normal playing time. He's got some incentives that would have kicked in with, with a few more catches or, or one more touchdown. Um, so, no, everything seemed like he should be – I had first noticed it just on that drive. It was it was a touchdown drive, and I saw Brashad Perriman was in the game kind of for the first time, and it was like, wait, why is Brashad in the game? Where is A.B.? And it kind of went from there. There was a moment, and I took note of it. Brady's walking down the sidelines, and he's talking to a couple of guys. Like he, I, I felt like he was like, let's go. And he, he says something to Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown looked like he was so disinterested. So I don't know. I don't know where we were at that moment, or he was in his head, but it felt like he had already checked out. I don't know if I'm being fair to the situation, but I did. It was interesting because Brady's always Brady. Antonio Brown, you know, he's he's following Tom. I mean, he's there because of Tom, and right. that's what was surprising. And wasn't Brady in the huddle when AB did what he did on the sidelines? So I mean, he had to be going. What the hell is going on here? Right. Oh, and, and, and talk to players. I don't think we really got an answer from players. We didn't talk to Mike Evans. Mike was probably the, the guy that was the closest to trying to rein Antonio in and kind of say, hey, don't don't do this. Don't don't walk off the field in the middle of the game to no avail. Uh, so, yeah, when we talked to when we asked other guys, even even Le'Veon Bell, who's known AB since Pittsburgh days, you know, I, I don't think he realized the extent of it until even after the game uh, in terms of this, the finality of it, that he's done. Um, I think it just kind of unfolded. And, and as you might imagine, 
Brady and, and most of the guys in offense were focused on trying to get a touchdown just to make it a one-score game late in the third quarter. Yeah, that's crazy. Where did he go after the game? It, it's funny. With AB, like, everything is on social media. So, like, went into the tunnel. Uh, I think ESPN said he had asked security at the stadium for a ride to the airport, and they declined. Uh, and then, you know, he's waiting outside the stadium. He got kind of a celebrity Uber driver in New York to take him into the city, it sounds like. Um, he's posting links to rap songs. He's posting. I, I don't know that he's back in Tampa yet, but he's uh, it's kind of immaterial at this point. Where he is. It felt like Bruce Arians was in a real delicate situation here because Tom Brady wanted Antonio Brown. And I don't know if Bruce said, look, he's on your in your care. He's on, under your watch here, Tom, because I don't want him here. It felt like he didn't want him back after the, you know, the fake vaccination card. How much of this is on Tom Brady of this situation where it is right now? Well, I think Tom vouched for Antonio. I mean, and it's funny because they played together for one game. They don't have this long history together like he had Edelman coming in or something. But I, I do think having Tom vouch for you carries a lot of weight with this team and with his coaching staff. Um, and I do think, you know, Bruce Arians was reluctant on this. If you talk to Bruce, you know, early 2020, he said it wasn't a match. He said he was too much of a diva. And I think part of it was just the injury situation of the first half of last season. The Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were both dealing with injuries and they wanted to insulate themselves. They wanted one more Pro Bowl level receiver that Brady would have no matter what. And, and you take the risk that comes with that. And, and even at the end of last season, he catches a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And you think how remarkable it is that that things came and went the entire season without incident. You didn't say or do anything wrong. And unfortunately, that came around, you know, here with the vaccine card issue this summer. He's Greg Allman. He covers the Buccaneers for The Athletic. Um, could they deactivate him to keep him off other rosters here? I'm curious about that. It's a little bit like they had to deal with Keyshawn Johnson uh, the one year where they kind of kept him on the roster at the end of the year. I don't know how likely another team would be to sign him. You, you want to think there's a level of radioactivity where you don't pick a guy up immediately, but I'm sure somebody with the Raiders or, <laughs> this is the NFL. or somebody else thought that. <laughs> this is the <laughs> NFL, Greg. Come on. Right. <laughs> um, maybe Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe uh, Tom reaches out to Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, it sounds like they've got a podcast together. It sounds like Larry is, is pretty retired. Yeah. Uh, but the first thing, obviously, Brady's <laughs> been able to bring guys out of retirement before. So if it's not Fitzgerald talk, it's Edelman talk. Um, I, I think they probably have to move forward what they have, but they've got some some big names they can call if they wanted to. I just wonder how formidable this team is now, as opposed to last year when they were on the roll, they were healthy. This year, I don't know if they're on a roll and they're not healthy. Um, handicap their chances here come playoff time. Yeah, it's tough because they're missing so many guys. I mean, it's not just a Godwin and Brown at receiver. I mean, Leonard Fournette is a question mark. Levante David is a question mark. Um, both of their pass rushers, Shaq Barrett and JPP, didn't play yesterday. So you don't know how close to 100% they're going to be in two weeks when the playoff starts. I think they can help themselves with seeding. Um, the Cowboys losing yesterday bumped them up to a three seed. Um, if they can get the Rams to lose on Sunday, they could be a two seed. Um, Tom Brady's path to the Super Bowl has always been at home. Last year was kind of an anomaly because being on the road, you didn't have to deal with crowds. So they won three road games, but they did it in largely empty stadiums. So I think if they want to be able to get to Los Angeles, uh, they need an easier path. And I think right now, they're probably going to have to go through Lambeau no matter what. Unless somebody can take care of the Packers before they get there, it'll be the same thing they had last year, an NFC Championship game in Green Bay in January, uh, and a lot more fans there this time around. I know Tom Brady was saying that, you know, we should be compassionate here. You know, let, let, let's look at this. If Like he's acknowledging Antonio Brown has something issues, 
But were those issues addressed as a person, not a player, when Antonio Brown got there? I mean, Tom knows that that there's something there. I just don't know if he was seeking help or helping him to be, you know, be more comfortable in who he is here. Yeah, I think, you know, early on when AB came here, he talked about, you know, meeting with Tony Robbins, getting to a better place. I think there was a time last season where he was really in, in good in a good place in terms of handling himself, um, having the right attitude, not only about football, but everything else. I didn't get that sense as much. And I don't know if the Bucks helped him this fall, just in enabling him. You know, you think about yeah. what he did, the way the team backed him, how critical Arians was of the initial report, how dismissive he was of any criticism of his decision to keep him on the team, I think it probably just emboldened Antonio Brown to think he can do whatever he wants. And that's what you saw yesterday afternoon, for sure. Is Bruce Arians on the injury list? <laughs> he does. He's gotten a, he told us last night that his Achilles tendon is 50% torn. So he's doing everything he can uh, to avoid surgery, both now and in general. He's 69 years old. Uh, an Achilles surgery is a big thing at any age. We saw yesterday before the game, he, he literally took he, he has a golf cart that he usually rides around practice in. And they literally took him all the way out to the 30 in pregame and dropped him off to be on the <laughs> sidelines. I think it's just a lot right now uh, for him to be standing for three, four hours on a sideline. And I'm sure whenever their season is done, he'll be able to do some things to make things better. But right now, it's it's not a comfortable thing for him. Greg, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Hey, thanks again, guys. That's uh, Greg Almond, the uh, Bucks beat writer for The Athletic. Yeah, Bruce uh, coaching with a torn or partially torn Achilles. Yeah, Seaton. I don't know. People talking like uh, signing the Bucks signing Antonio Brown has been this huge mistake. There's like this weird tone to it where I don't I don't know a team in the league who wouldn't sign up for you're going to win a Super Bowl this year, but in year two he's going to implode, and you don't want that deal. I mean, everybody would take that. No, I just think that the people who are surprised that it ended this way, that's surprising to me because somehow, some way, Antonio Brown, it just felt like you're holding on for dear life. There's a reason why he's been on four teams because there's other things in play. When he plays, he's wonderful. If you said, hey, you're going to win a Super Bowl, he's going to be one of the stars along with Gronk, you're going to sign up for that. Absolutely. And you're hoping Tom would be able to keep him kind of under his wing. I mean, that was the the point that I thought. I don't know of any other quarterback where he's going to go in and he's going to be the good soldier there, the good teammate there. And, you know, that's where you let Tom Brady down because this is Brady. Brady vouched for you. And and so I think if I'm Tom, I'm I'm hurt by this because that's where Antonio Brown has got to at least have a moment where you say to Tom, Hey, you know what? I'm angry. I'm this. Whatever this is. I mean, that's career suicide, what just happened. Maybe a team wants to pick him up. Maybe they will. But that was Tom vouched for you. And I think that that's what Antonio Brown, the only person he needs to answer to aside from himself, is Tom Brady. It's almost like after the first year went so well, you know, completely incident-free and you picked up a ring, how do you still keep that player under that same wing after it's like, okay, it already worked, and now you're free to fly? Yeah, I know. You know? I know. I know. But, you know, I, I have, I'm, I'm on record as saying that there, there's something there with Antonio Brown, and I go back to the hit by Vontez Burfik of the Bengals. After that, and I don't know if, if there's any proof, I don't know if he's ever been diagnosed, but there is something there. 
And he went from a great underdog story to a, a path for the Hall of Fame. And, and he became a personality. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin, you know, that'll eventually come out, I think, one of these days, where what they dealt with, Roethlisberger and Tomlin with, with A.B., because he became almost separate from the team. He was that big of a star and a diva, and that's why he started to bounce around. But the other stuff, when you start, I mean, there's an accumulation. There's a track record here. But that was, it went from, Fritzy, you described it best. When you look at the Antonio Brown situation, you came up with three words to describe what you were watching. Entertaining, bizarre, followed by sad. Yeah. How I experienced yeah. what I was watching. Yeah. And, the, and I understand those emotions. You're like, okay, that's A.B. Wow, that's bizarre. Security thought that he was, you know, a fan, a streaker. Now, their backs are to the field. And all of a sudden, they turn around, they got a guy with his shirt off. They think that he might be a streaker <laughs> or just a fan running on the field. And then you realize as he gives a peace out sign, like, is that it? And I don't know how important the Hall of Fame was. I don't know how important the million dollars that he was going to reach in bonuses. I don't know any of that. But all I know is in the moment, what he did, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to somebody who's stable. And you would think, I'm with Tampa. I got a chance to get these bonuses. Okay, I might not be able to play. Now, if he, I just didn't understand that he was he benched and then... Bruce Arians asked him to come back in. Was he injured and never should have been asked to come back in the game? I'm not quite sure. It's still vague, and I don't know if we're going to find out anything anytime soon. But all I know is Tom Brady is saying that we should be compassionate. Okay, were, were people compassionate and understanding about him prior to this? Was anybody helping him? It feels like he could still play football. He's the guy in this. I, I've covered sports now for almost 40 years. And I see this happen. Every sport moves on. What's going to happen to Antonio Brown? Now, you may go, well, who cares? I mean, that's, the, that's part of the process here. That's part of the problem. Hey, we love you. No, we don't care about you. Ask Johnny Manziel. How's it going? Nobody cares. But this seems to be a little bit more tragic, a little bit more serious. And I wondered about this with Meta World Peace. I wondered about this with Dennis Rodman. Even Terrell Owens. Like you just wonder because once you're done, nobody cares. And Antonio Brown, by all accounts, when we were around him, he was charismatic as can be. When we'd have him on at the Super Bowl, he walked in and he could light up a room. And I just hope somebody actually looks at him as a person and not a football player, a commodity, because that's really the, the crux of all of this. It's always been there. It's just you put another blanket over it, another blanket, another coat of paint, another coat of paint. Here we go. And then you kind of let it. Okay, yeah, A.B., he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. It's just a matter of time. Can't help himself. Bruce Arian said it. He cannot help himself. Yes, Eden. There's a really fine line, though, between helping someone and enabling someone. 
You know, last year, the storyline was Tom Brady helped Antonio Brown and look at how he got his life back on track. This year, it's he enabled him and now look at the implosion. Mm-hmm. It's kind of results-based yeah. in a way because, yeah. had, you know, yeah. how, do you, how do you continue to help someone uh, but then also just allow them to do their own thing, you know? Well, I don't want to put all this on Brady, but Brady did co-sign on this. I think this was Tom saying... I want him here. Now, he wanted him in New England, even though the owner didn't want him. Tom vouched for Antonio Brown. But that's where A.B. let Tom Brady down. Because Tom Brady, you know, putting his reputation on the line, let him stay in his house. I mean, really took him under his wing. And, but even with that, understanding that, He still couldn't help himself in that situation. And another team will pick him up if they think he can play. It really feels like that. Yeah, Paul. And Brown's numbers, you know, not huge, but he he started three games. He was in seven games. He had 42 catches. He averaged six catches per game. He was having a nice season. The one thing for me I guess I'm torn with is, is, is another chance playing football good or bad for him? Yes, you have the structure of football and, and the pay and a team to help you. But if, if you do that, doesn't it just uh, excuse all your behaviors from the past? I, I've said it for a long time. He needs help. But and is help? Being... No, help is not football. Yeah. It's not. It just, it just covers up everything. Like give that roster spot to someone else. He, he needs to just have, he needs to focus on what he is, you know, haunting him. I mean, he might be bipolar. He could be. I mean, there are so many different things. And maybe he's just not a good guy. I don't know. But I don't think playing football is, is going to be like, oh, hey, that, that's going to fix everything. Because he had the ideal situation. He's with Tom Brady in Tampa. Yeah, Seaton. He, he's already had the ideal situation a handful of times, or maybe three times at least in his career. And so he's already proven that he can't operate within the structure of football either because the Steelers are as solid an organization as you'll ever find. The Patriots are, certainly they speak for themselves. And then you got Tom Brady and Bruce Arians who couldn't be a more friendly landing spot after you, you know, blew your way out of uh, the Raiders yeah. doing that whole helmet thing and, you know, your burnt feet and all of that. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it all adds up because if you take a lot of these moments and isolated incidents, and then you're like, okay, it's not big, that big a deal. And then there's, you know, the sexual assault charges, like there's a lot of other things involved with him. And is it something as simple as when he got his bell rung by Vontez Burfitt, did things change? But it, it's probably way before that. But he let Tom Brady down. And you could tell it in Brady's voice yesterday. You won a game in dramatic fashion, and it's an oh, by the way. All right, your phone call is coming up. Best and worst of the weekend, which you saw that you liked, you didn't like. And also our play of the day. That's up next year, Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side, got it. Check this out. A snap, a good one. Brady looking, cocks the arm, throws toward the end zone. Receiver open, caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Buccaneers take the lead for the first time of the game. Grayson makes the catch of the end zone. Buccaneers lead, 26-24. Tom Brady, you're terrific. Brady's 40th touchdown of the season. Only two players in NFL history have thrown 40 or more touchdowns in consecutive seasons. Tom Brady and... Drew Brees. That's your play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by your Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. You could win the DP Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. All you do to enter, get the rules, visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com by February 2nd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. By the way, that uh, was courtesy of 98 Rock, the Buccaneers, radio network i don't have any insights uh, as far as sources with antonio brown did reach out to somebody last night who played with him in pittsburgh and they then the quote was as we text back and forth it's not a question of if but when with antonio brown and that's the way it is that's the way it's been and that there's probably a lot of things that have not been publicized with ab but when he's on the football field he is hall of fame like And I think Bruce Arians wanted to get him his incentives. I truly believe that. And Arians, by the way, according to Jay Glazer, will be coaching with a ruptured Achilles. He'll have surgery in the offseason. So uh, Jay Glazer reporting that. Yeah, Paul. Ruptured, like ruptured, ruptured. Yeah. That that seems to be almost impossible to do his job. He has to move up and down the sidelines. We have one of those little knee carriages things, those walker things. I'm not sure how it'll be done, but uh, I've never had an, a torn Achilles. But we know how that, what that does to guys who are, you know, the greatest athletes in the world. So he's going to have to wait for surgery. And at that age, at any age, Achilles surgery is a long, long process. I don't know how you move up and down the football field, but he's the the longer they go, the more successful they go, uh, the more he's going to be trying to navigate with a ruptured Achilles tendon. All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. But yeah, I, I, I you know I'm just trying to get context with Antonio Brown because you want to be fair to people, and what we see, it was not pretty with Antonio Brown. And yesterday, you quit on your team. And he quit on Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is the one who vouched for Because I truly believe he went to Bruce Arians and said, I'll take care of him. I'll handle him. Because I don't think Bruce Arians wanted him back. When we had Bruce on a couple of weeks ago and I said, you made your decision? He goes, not yet. I'll make it later this week. And I just think he felt like, okay, it's a necessary evil. If I can get seven more weeks out of this guy, and then he's, he's on another team next year. But at age 33, I believe, uh, do I think he's done? I, I don't know. Because I don't, I don't know his mental makeup here. But he's got so much talent, and he's had the opportunities with good organizations and good people. I mean, Mike Tomlin, man... You mess that up? That's hard to do. Patriots bought into you. 
Buccaneers, Tom Brady, the Raiders. Who knows what was going on at that time? Felt like there was a lot going on there. Yes, he. I can't help but think of Josh Gordon. Dude got chance after chance after chance, and even after he clearly got his last chance, he got one more after that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. If you have talent, that uh, you know, somehow you always get another chance. The guys who don't have talent don't get those chances. AB. He might get another chance, but really that's not the question. The question is, is is he going to listen to somebody? Is he going to realize he's the problem? Because a lot of times that person thinks everybody else is the problem. And for A.B. to snap like that, I don't know what Tom Brady must have been thinking. I mean, imagine in real time, Brady is in the huddle. And... He had to notice, or you know, the crowd was reacting, that he had to look over and go, uh, Antonio Brown's got his shoulder pads, he's got his shirt off, he's throwing everything into the, st- he's leaving. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, Paul. There is a photograph on social media that a fan took from like row eight of the end zone. It's Antonio Brown dancing in the end zone with no shirt on. Mm-hmm. And then the two teams got in, huddling up for the next series of downs. It looks photoshopped. Like I actually said, well, this isn't a real picture, even though I, I, I was almost in denial. It's like, it's like something you've never seen before. We've watched sports for a long time. Yeah. Remember that argument a couple, like a week ago, the two defensive linemen for the, the Washington team, Payne, and, and we thought that was wild. Two guys having a quick argument, one of them swings at each other. And that was on the sidelines. Well, you had the moment with uh, the Rams, with Jalen Ramsey yeah. smacking one of his uh, teammates in the huddle. Rap. I went, wait, what just happened? Yeah, see. But there is something so, I don't know if hilarious is the right word, but of that moment that Paul was just describing where Antonio Brown is, you know, like jumping up and down, and you see the players on the field looking back like, what? What's going on? I know. What's what's A.B. doing? (laughs) But then you did see some players on the sidelines who basically turned their backs on Antonio Brown. When he started to do this, Mike Evans tried to stop him, and Mike Evans said, I saw a look in his eye that I had never seen before. And then he said, I can't do anything about this. But I do think Bruce Arians wanted to have A.B. get the incentives, and and he didn't need more than, what, five catches and less than 100 yards, and you still have another game against Carolina? I don't know. And just the words, too, that were exchanged. You know, hey, I'm going to sit you down. Hey, I want you back in. I don't want you to go back in. Well, then you're done for the day. And maybe A.B. saying, oh, done for the day? Okay, I'm done for the day. This is what done for the day looks like. Yeah, Todd. And if you're a teammate and decide to run after him and he shoves you away, this could escalate into something even uglier or even more embarrassing than letting him just do his antics as he runs off the field. Well, I think that's where Mike Evans used caution. Like, he was like, I, I, no, I tried my best. Done. You're going to run through the stop sign? Go ahead. Yeah, Paul. If the Jets won, Bruce Arians would have lost to the Jets. It lost his Achilles tendon and his wide receiver in the same afternoon. Yeah. It could have been the just costly off. <laughs> and then Brady has this touchdown, you know, this comeback. And But it was like, yeah, okay, we knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I, 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 I watched and I went, that's an afterthought. Tom just did this. 
Yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, a comeback, but it's against the Jets. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't really count. Right. Yeah. Like, Tom is creating, like, there's degrees of difficulty. Hey, uh, your coach got a torn Achilles, and one of your star receivers is going to uh, take off his uh, pads mid-game, and we want you to come back with 90 yards to go and no timeouts against the Jets. You need a touchdown. Okay, ready? Break. Can't wait till next week. Uh, more phone calls coming up. Paul Feinbaum will stop by as well. One hour in the books, two more to go.